Shema Yisrael Adonai Eloheinu Adonai Echad Baruch Shem Kehud Malkuto Le'olam Va'ed Hear, O Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord is one. Blessed be the name of the glory of His kingdom forever and ever. Amen. Good morning, Mishpacha. Welcome to the Daily Audio Torah. I'm Laura Densmore, your host, and I'm so glad you're joining in with me today. Today is Tuesday, July 11th. Torah was meant to be lived out in community and in the context of relationships. A very effective way to study the Bible is in a small group doing a midrash or discussion. This helps you to go deeper into the Word as you take time to reflect on it, make connections from one scripture to another, and apply the scriptures to your personal walk. We've added a new feature on the Daily Audio Torah website. If you are involved in a small group Bible study or would like to start one, we can help you. We have added discussion questions for you to use when your group gathers. We will post discussion questions for every Shabbat reading and they will be posted on the website a week in advance so you have time to read and prepare ahead of time. We've also posted guidelines for leaders and facilitators to help you grow your small group in a healthy way. Just go to the new pick on the menu, Discussion Questions, and you will find everything you need there to nurture and grow your small group. Have fun learning and growing in God's Word together in your small group. And now let's continue our journey through the entire Bible in one year. This week we are reading from the Israel Bible for the Hebrew Scriptures and from the King James for the Brit Hadashah. Today we continue the Torah portion, Matot, and it means tribes, and also Masai, and it means stages. Numbers 32, 1 to 42. The Reubenites and the Gadites owned cattle in very great numbers. Noting that the lands of Jazer and Gilead were a region suitable for cattle, the Gadites and the Reubenites came to Moses, Eleazar the Kohen, and the chieftains of the community, and said, Atarath, Debon, Jazer, Nimrah, Heshbon, Elilah, Sebam, Nebo, and Beon, the land that Hashem has conquered for the community of Israel is cattle country, and your servants have cattle. It would be a favor to us, they continued, if this land were given to your servants as a holding. Do not move us across the Jordan. Moses replied to the Gadites and the Reubenites, Are your brothers to go to war while you stay here? Why will you turn the minds of the Israelites from crossing into the land that Hashem has given them? That is what your fathers did when I sent them from Kadesh Barnea to survey the land. After going up to the river Wadi Eshkol and surveying the land, they turned the minds of the Israelites from invading the land that Hashem had given them. 
Thereupon Hashem was incensed, and he swore, None of the men from twenty years up who came out of Egypt shall see the land that I promised on oath to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, for they did not remain loyal to me. None except Caleb, son of Jephunneh, the Kenizzite, and Joshua, son of Nun, for they remained loyal to Hashem. Hashem was incensed at Israel, and for forty years he made them wander in the wilderness until the whole generation that had provoked Hashem's displeasure was gone. And now you, a breed of sinful men, have replaced your fathers to add still further to Hashem's wrath against Israel. If you turn away from Him, and He abandons them once more in the wilderness, you will bring calamity upon all this people. Then they stepped up to Him and said, We will build here sheepfolds for our flocks and towns for our children, and we will hasten as shock troops in the van of the Israelites until we have established them in their home, while our children stay in the fortified towns because of the inhabitants of the land. We will not return to our homes until every one of the Israelites is in possession of his portion. But we will not have a share with them in the territory beyond the Jordan, for we have received our share on the east side of the Jordan. Moses said to them, If you do this, if you go to battle as shock troops at the instance of Hashem, and every shock fighter among you crosses the Jordan at the instance of Hashem until he has dispossessed his enemies before him, and the land has been subdued at the instance of Hashem, and then you return, you shall be clear before Hashem and before Israel and this land shall be your holding under Hashem. But if you do not do so, you will have sinned against Hashem, and know that your sin will overtake you. Build towns for your children and sheepfolds for your flocks, but do what you have promised. The Gadites and the Reubenites answered Moses, Your servants will do as my Lord commands. Our children, our wives, our flocks, and all our other livestock will stay behind in the towns of Gilead, while your servants, all those recruited for war, cross over at the instance of Hashem to engage in battle, as my Lord orders. Then Moses gave instructions concerning them to Eleazar the Kohen, Joshua son of Nun, and the family heads of the Israelite tribes. Moses said to them, If every shock fighter among the Gadites and the Reubenites crosses the Jordan with you to do battle at the instance of Hashem, and the land is subdued before you, you shall give them the land of Gilead as a holding. But if they do not cross over with you as shock troops, they shall receive holdings among you in the land of Canaan. The Gadites and the Reubenites said in reply, Whatever Hashem has spoken concerning your servants, that we will do. We ourselves will cross over Ashok troops at the instance of Hashem into the land of Canaan, and we shall keep our hereditary holding across the Jordan. So Moses assigned to them 
to the Gadites, the Reubenites, and the half-tribe of Manasseh, son of Joseph, the kingdom of Sihon, king of the Amorites, and the kingdom of King Og of Bashan, the land with its various cities and the territories of their surrounding towns. The Gadites rebuilt Debon, Atarath, Aror, Atrath Shophan, Jazer, Jogbila, Beth Nimrah, and Beth Haran as fortified towns or as enclosures for flocks. The Reubenites rebuilt Heshban, Elela, Kiriathim, Nebo, Baal Mion, some names being changed, and Sibma. They gave their own names to towns that they rebuilt. The descendants of Maker, son of Manasseh, went to Gilead and captured it, dispossessing the Amorites who were there. So Moses gave Gilead to Maker, son of Manasseh, and he settled there. Yair, son of Manasseh, went and captured their villages, which he renamed Havath Jair. And Nobah went and captured Kenoth and its dependencies, naming it Nobah after himself. First Chronicles eleven one to twelve eighteen. All Israel gathered to David at Hebron and said, We are your own flesh and blood. Long before now, even when Shaul was king, you were the leader of Israel, and Hashem your God said to you, You shall shepherd my people Israel. You shall be ruler of my people Israel. All the elders of Israel came to the king at Hebron, and David made a pact with them in Hebron before Hashem. And they anointed David king over Israel, according to the word of Hashem through Samuel. David and all Israel set out for Jerusalem, that is, Jebus, where the Jebusite inhabitants of the land lived. David was told by the inhabitants of Jebus, You will never get in there. But David captured the stronghold of Zion. It is now the city of David. David said, Whoever attacks the Jebusites first will be the chief officer. Joab, son of Zeruiah, attacked first, and he became the chief. David occupied the stronghold. Therefore, it was renamed the city of David. David also fortified the surrounding area from the Millo roundabout, and Joab rebuilt the rest of the city. David kept growing stronger, for the Lord of hosts was with him. And these were David's chief warriors who strongly supported him in his kingdom, together with all Israel, to make him king according to the word of Hashem concerning Israel. This is the list of David's warriors. Jashobim, son of Hakmoni, the chief officer, he wielded his spear against three hundred and slew them all on one occasion. Next to him was Eleazar, son of Dodo, the Ahohite. He was one of the three warriors. He was with David at Pas Damim when the Philistines gathered there for battle. There was a plot of ground full of barley there. The troops had fled from the Philistines, but they took their stand in the middle of the plot and defended it, and they routed the Philistines. Thus Hashem wrought a great victory. 
three of the thirty chiefs went down to the rock to David at the cave of Adullam, with a force of Philistines was encamped at the valley of Rephaim. David was then in the stronghold, and a Philistine garrison was then at Bet-Lechem. David felt a craving and said, If only I could get a drink of water from the cistern, which is by the gate of Bet-Lechem. So the three got through the Philistine camp and drew water from the cistern, which is by the gate of Bet-Lechem, and they carried it back to David. But David would not drink it, and he poured it out as a libation to Hashem. For he said, Hashem forbid that I should do this. Can I drink the blood of these men who risk their lives? For they had brought it at the risk of their lives, and he would not drink it. Such were the exploits of the three warriors. Abshai, the brother of Joab, was head of another three. He once wielded his spear against three hundred and slew them. He won a name among the three. Among the three he was more highly regarded than the other two, and so he became their commander. However, he did not attain to the other three. Benaiah, son of Jehoiada from Kabzeel, was a brave soldier who performed great deeds. He killed the two sons of Ariel of Moab. Once on a snowy day he went down into a pit and killed a lion. He also killed an Egyptian, a giant of a man five a moat tall. The Egyptian had a spear in his hand, like a weaver's beam. Yet Benaiah went down against him with a club, and wrenched the spear out of the Egyptian's hand and killed him with his own spear. Such were the exploits of Benaiah, son of Jehoiada, and he won a name among the three warriors. He was highly regarded among the thirty, but he did not attain to the three. David put him in charge of his bodyguard. The valiant warriors, Asael, brother of Joab, Elkanan, son of Dodo from Bethlehem, Shamoth, the Hararite, Helaz, the Palanite, Ira, son of Ikesh from Tekoa, Abiezer of Anathoth, Sibachai, the Hushashite, Eli, the Ahohite, Mare, the Netophite, Heled, son of Bena, the Netophite, Ittai, son of Ribai from Giva of the Benjamites, Benaiah of Pirathon, Hurai of Nahal Gesh, Abiel, the Arbathite, Asmaveth, the Baramite, Eliaba of Shalbon, the sons of Hashem, the Gizanite, Jonathan, son of Hageh, the Hararite, Ahiam, son of Sakar, the Hararite, Elipal, son of Ur, Hefer, the Marathite, Achia, the Pelonite, Hezro, the Carmelite, Nairai, son of Ezbi, Joel, brother of Nathan, Mibhar, son of Hagri, Zelek, the Ammonite, Naharai, the Barathite, the arms-bearer of Joab, son of Zeroiah, Ira, the Ithrite, Gareb, the Ithrite, Uriah, the Hittite, Zabad, son of Ali, Adina, son of Sheza, the Reubenite, a chief of the Reubenites, and thirty with them, Hanan, son of Mekah, and Joshaphat, the Mithnite, Uziahu, the Ashratite, Shammah and Jeel, sons of Hotham, the Ararite, J- 
Jediel, son of Shimri, and Johah his brother, the Tizite, Eliel the Mahavite, and Jerabai and Joshaviah, son of Elnaim, and Ithma the Moabite, Eliel, Oved, Jasaseel, the Mezabite. The following joined David at Ziglag while he was still in hiding from Shaul, son of Kish. These were the warriors who gave support in battle. They were armed with the bow and could use both right hand and left hand to sling stones or shoot arrows with the bow. They were kinsmen of Shaul from Benjamin. At the head were Ahazer and Joash, sons of Shema of Giva, and Jeziel and Pelet, sons of Asmaveth, and Berakah, and Jehu of Anathoth, Ishmaeah of Givan, a warrior among the thirty, leading the thirty, Yermiyahu, Yakaziel, Yokanan, and Jazabed of Gedera, Eluzai, Jeremoth, Beliah, Shemariah, and Shephatiah the Haraphite, Elkanah, Ishiah, Azarel, Joezer, and Jashabim, the Korahites, Jola and Zebediah, sons of Jeroham of Gedon. Of the Gadites there withdrew to follow David to the wilderness stronghold, valiant men, fighters fit for battle, armed with shield and spear. They had the appearance of lions and were as swift as gazelles upon the mountains. Ezer, the chief, Ovaja the second, Eliab the third, Mashmana the fourth, Yermiahu the fifth, Atai the sixth, Eliel the seventh, Yochanan the eighth, Elzabad the ninth, Yermiahu the tenth, Machbanai the eleventh. Those were the Gadites, heads of the army. The least was equal to a hundred, the greatest to a thousand. These were the ones who crossed the Jordan in the first month, when it was at its crest, and they put to flight all the lowlanders to the east and west. Some of the Benjamites and Judahites came to the stronghold to David, and David went out to meet them, saying to them, If you come on a peaceful errand to support me, then I will make common cause with you, but if to betray me to my foes, for no injustice on my part, then let the God of our fathers take notice and give judgment. Acts 28, 1-31 And when they, Paul and the ship's crew, were escaped, then they knew that the island was called Melita. And the barbarous people showed us no little kindness, for they kindled a fire and received us every one, because of the present rain and because of the cold. And when Paul had gathered a bundle of sticks and laid them on the fire, there came a viper out of the heat and fastened on his hand. And when the barbarians saw the venomous beast hang on his hand, they said among themselves, No doubt this man is a murderer, whom, though he has escaped the sea, yet vengeance suffers not to live. And he shook off the beast into the fire and felt no harm. Acts 29, 1-3 
howbeit they looked when he should have swollen or fallen down dead suddenly. But after they had looked a great while and saw no harm come to him, they changed their minds and said that he was a god. In the same quarters were possessions of the chief man of the island, whose name was Publius, who received us and lodged us three days courteously. And it came to pass that the father of Publius lay sick of a fever and of a body bloody flukes, to whom Paul entered in and prayed and laid his hands on him and healed him. So when this was done, others also, which had diseases in the island, came and were healed, who also honored us with many honors. And when we departed, they laded us with such things as were necessary. And after three months we departed in a ship of Alexandria, which had wintered in the isle, whose sign was Castor and Pollux. And landing at Syracuse, we tarried there three days. And from thence we fetched a compass and came to Regium. And after one day the south wind blew, and we came the next day to Pudioli, where we found brethren and were desired to tarry with them seven days. And so we went toward Rome. And from thence, when the brethren heard of us, they came to meet us as far as Appii Forum and the three taverns, whom, when Paul saw, he thanked God and took courage. And when we came to Rome, the centurion delivered the prisoners to the captain of the guard. But Paul was suffered to dwell by himself with the soldier that kept him. And it came to pass that after three days Paul called the chief of the Jews together. And when they were come together, he said to them, Men and brethren, though I have committed nothing against the people or customs of our fathers, yet was I delivered prisoner from Jerusalem into the hands of the Romans, who, when they had examined me, would have let me go, because there was no cause of death in me. But when the Jews spoke against it, I was constrained to appeal to Caesar, not that I had aught to accuse my nation of. For this cause, therefore, have I called for you, to see you and to speak with you, because that for the hope of Israel I am bound with this chain. And they said to him, We neither received letters out of Judea concerning you, neither any of the brethren that came showed or spoke any harm of you. But we desire to hear of you what you think. For as concerning this sect, we know that everywhere it is spoken against. And when they had appointed him a day, there came many to him into his lodging, to whom he expounded and testified the kingdom of God persuading them concerning Yeshua, both out of the law of Moses and out of the prophets, from morning until evening. And some believed the things which were spoken, and some believed not. And when they agreed not among themselves, they departed. After that Paul had spoken one word, 
Well spoke the Holy Spirit by Isaiah the prophet to our fathers, saying, Go unto this people and say, Hearing you shall hear and shall not understand, and seeing you shall see and not perceive. For the heart of this people is waxed gross, and their ears are dull of hearing, and their eyes have they closed, lest they should see with their eyes and hear with their ears and understand with their heart and should be converted, and I should heal them. Be it known therefore unto you that the salvation of God is sent unto the Gentiles, and that they will hear it. And when he had said these words, the Jews departed and had great reasoning among themselves. And Paul dwelt two whole years in his own hired house and received all that came in to him, preaching the kingdom of God and teaching those things which concern the Lord Yeshua HaMashiach with all confidence, no man forbidding him. Psalm 9, 1-12 I will praise you, O Lord, with my whole heart. I will show forth all your marvelous works. I will be glad and rejoice in you. I will sing praise to your name, O you Most High. When my enemies are turned back, they shall fall and perish at your presence. For you have maintained my right and my cause. You sat in the throne judging rightly. You have rebuked the heathen. You have destroyed the wicked. You have put out their name forever and ever. O you enemy, destructions are come to a perpetual end, and you have destroyed cities. Their memorial is perished with them. But the Lord shall endure forever. He has prepared his throne for judgment. And he shall judge the world in righteousness. He shall minister judgment to the people in uprightness. The Lord also will be a refuge for the oppressed, a refuge in times of trouble. And they that know your name will put their trust in you. For you, Lord, have not forsaken them that seek you. Sing praises to the Lord which dwell in Zion. Declare among the people his doings. When he makes inquisition for blood, he remembers them. He forgets not the cry of the humble. Proverbs 19, 1-3 Better is the poor that walks in his integrity than he that is perverse in his lips and is a fool. Also, that the soul be without knowledge, it is not good, and he that hastens with his feet sins. The foolishness of men perverts his way, and his heart frets against the Lord. I want to speak to you today from our Torah portion from Numbers 32, and then we're going to jump into Acts 28. And in Numbers chapter 32, verse 8, it is written, 
That is what your fathers did when I sent them from Kadesh Barnea to survey the land. The Israel Bible commentary to this verse reads as follows. When the tribes of Reuben and Gad request to settle in the lands conquered from Sihon and Og on the east bank of the Jordan River, instead of settling in the land of Israel proper, Moses' reaction is very strong and negative. In his eyes, they are rejecting the land given to them by God, and he fears that they will influence others to also refrain from crossing over the Jordan River into the land of Israel. He wonders, have they learned nothing from the sin of the spies? Moses acquiesces only when he becomes convinced that the request stems neither from a rejection of God's land nor from a desire to be relieved for the long and hard upcoming struggle to conquer the promised land. That mistake had already been made once and the people suffered the consequences. They have learned not to make the same mistake again. Let us make sure that neither our actions nor our speech in any way rejects or belittles Eretz Israel. So now I want to jump into Acts 28, and we've been following along with Paul, who has asked to see the emperor Caesar in Rome. He has appealed to Rome. He went through a tremendous storm at sea, and the ship was shipwrecked. They landed on the island of Malta and wintered over there. The natives helped them. And then now Paul has finally made it to Rome. And so initially he asks to speak to the Jewish leaders and to the Jewish people there in Rome so he can make his case. And in Acts chapter 28, verse 23, it is written, And when they had appointed him a day, there came many to him into his lodging, to whom he expounded and testified the kingdom of God, persuading them concerning Yeshua, Jesus, both out of the law or the Torah of Moses and out of the prophets from morning until evening. Now, that's a very interesting verse. He's not just talking about his own personal experience with Yeshua and about how he was blinded on the, by the light, his own encounter with Yeshua on his road to Damascus. He's actually preaching Yeshua out of the Torah, the first five books of the Bible, and out of the prophets from morning until evening. So, Yeshua is there. Before Paul was converted and became a believer of the Messiah, Yeshua, he was a Pharisee of Pharisees, and he knew the scriptures, and yet he was completely blind to seeing Yeshua there. But now, now that the Lord literally made him blind so that he could truly see, he had to become blind so that he could see, now he's showing and revealing Yeshua to the people out of the Old Testament, the Tanakh. And so he goes on to say 
in verse 26, saying, Go unto this people and say, Hearing ye shall hear, and shall not understand, and seeing ye shall see, and not perceive. For the heart of this people is waxed gross, and their ears are dull of hearing, and their eyes have they closed, lest they should see with their eyes, and hear with their ears, and understand with their heart, and should be converted, and I should heal them. Be it known therefore unto you that the salvation of God, the Yeshua of God, is sent unto the Gentiles, and that they will hear it. And so Paul's main primary mission, his focus, his target, were the Gentiles. He took the gospel message to the Gentiles, to the non-Jewish part of the world. And so this is an explanation as to why the Jewish people of his time did not receive Yeshua as Messiah. And it's also an explanation as to why some of our own family members and friends and loved ones do not receive Yeshua as Messiah. It's about the condition of the heart. He's talking about that their ears are dull of hearing, their eyes have been blinded, lest they should see with their eyes, hear with their ears, understand with their heart, and be converted. And so it's a condition of the heart. So this is a key for how we can pray for family members and loved ones, and even for the Jewish people, Uh, who don't yet see, know, and understand that Yeshua is the Messiah, we can pray for their heart, that their heart would be softened, that the scales that cover the the eyes of the heart would be removed, that the wax in the ears would be removed, and that they would hear and see and know and understand that Yeshua is the Messiah. If you think about your own born-again experience of how you first came to know Christ, you think about it. Up until that point, you were not following him. You were doing your own thing. What was it that happened in your life that got your attention, that turned you around? What was your Saul of Tarsus blinded by the light, on the road to Damascus experience for you? What turned you around? How did you come to know Yeshua as your Savior, as your Messiah? I'd like to hear from you. Would you please email me and share that with me? My email address is bridgeconnector.com. Bridge Connector at startmail.com. That's Bridge Connector at startmail.com. I'd love to hear from you. And I'd also like to know from you um, how is daily audio Torah being a blessing in your life? How did you find? dailyaudiotorah.com and um, how is the Lord using 
this reading through the Bible uh, and the short teaching that follows, how is he using it in your life? I'd love to hear from you. Give me an email, bridgeconnector at startmail.com. Shalom, and we'll see you tomorrow. Adonai Blessing from Numbers chapter 6, 24 to 26. Adonai bless you and keep you. Adonai make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. Adonai lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace.